It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Twins and the Brewers wrapping up the weekend series today, a lovely day here at Target Field. Our Sunday guest is Twins manager Rocco Baldelli. Rock, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Absolutely. Good morning, Cor. Good morning. Great to visit with you once again. And let's start with the weather last night. The forecast looked terrible. We started on time, and then around the fifth inning, the, the radar looked terrible. You were obviously immersed into the game, but it seemed like the, the game was going fast. Was there a message to the pitchers, to the hitters, be like, hey, if we want to get this one in, we have to work at a quicker pace today. <laughs> I I, uh, I wish I, I had and we had that kind of uh, power over what was going on. Um, no, we, we were playing a nice crisp ball game. Um, there was a lot of weather discussion before the game yesterday. And, uh, you know, I can't say all parties were eager to start the game knowing that there's a chance that the starters could get knocked out in the third, fourth, fifth inning. And, and we knew that was a possibility. Um, MLB wanted to push on and get this game in. We wanted to get the game in, and uh, you know we we ended up starting, and um, it, it all worked out. You, you you never you never really know how it's going to play out. You can plan for all these things. Most of the time, what the map has said to us this year, it has not played out that way. And we've had some other games on the road get get called, and we ended up having a staff outing at night, walking around town uh, during a, a game, uh, you know, eight o'clock at night when the game was rained out. So. Uh, we on the field in the dugout, um, once the game is on, we just put our heads down, we go out, we play the game, we don't worry about anything. If it gets called, if it gets stopped, we'll stop. When they tell us to play, we'll play. But it worked out great last night. Yeah, that, that's interesting. So did did an occurrence happen, which maybe happened this year, which did happen this year, play into, hey, we don't know what the weather is going to be like, but we have it, we have a window, let's start and see what happens because of what maybe happened here at Target Field earlier in the season. Was that a lesson learned to start anyway? So, you know, we, we can kind of play it based on the last couple of instances. The truth is a lot of the time we don't uh, we don't really know. But I do think a question to ask in these situations, and I normally try to bring them up on calls, is, you know, are we going to be able to get this game in tonight? Uh, and that answer, if it's yes, I normally think we should start the game and we should play. Um, totally understand a team uh, like the Brewers or any other team who you know is is battling right now for a for a you know a spot in the in the playoffs. Uh, they don't want to lose their starting pitcher and then end up going into their next series, you know, really depleted in their bullpen. I totally understand that that sentiment, but um, I I think the thought was we were going to be able to finish the game even if there was an hour and a half break for rain, we would be able to get back out there. We might be finishing late. 
but we're going to be able to get the game in. And once once everyone kind of was of that mindset and that was stated, um, I, I thought the game had to, to start, and it did, and it worked fine. Now, the Twins have posted a winning record here in the month of August, and the, the schedule when the season began, August was going to be a gauntlet. So many good teams, first-place teams, and we've seen that play out, yet the Twins have been able to beat many of these first-place teams. At any point here, have you thought to yourself, boy, if we just did this earlier, if we just played a certain way earlier, man, the position that we would be in now would be drastically different. You know, um, anytime I start to think that thought, I, I have to stop myself because that's not the reality that, that we live in. We have to face the, face the music, face the facts, and we got to know – uh, that this is kind of what we're uh, uh, this is what we're dealing with. We knew the schedule was hard. When you looked even before the season started, when we looked at August, you go, "Wow, that's that is a tough month of baseball." Doesn't matter who you are, how you're playing, that's going to be a challenging month. Uh, but we haven't let that get in our way. We haven't really let that get in our minds. Um, we've kind of challenged ourselves a little bit. And truthfully, the roster that we're playing with right now was is not that close to the roster that we started the year with. Um, so I really, there's so many different variables, so many different things that have changed. I like the way that our team stepped up. I like the way that we've, uh, taken the field. I like the way that we've pitched, uh, in, in this month, which I think has been, um, you know, different names, different faces. Uh, but the way that they, they've all gone out there and competed against some of the best offenses in baseball has impressed me. And that's probably what's led. Uh, a little bit more towards the, you know, winning these games than, than anything else. We've scored enough runs as a whole to win some games this year. Could we have scored more and done more? Of course. But um, as a whole, I think the way our pitching has stepped up and what uh, some of these guys have shown us is very nice. Let's uh, stick with that point right now about how this rotation looks and how it may change into the week. Randy Dobnek, uh, what, what's next for him? Yeah, so Dobber's next outing um, will be at the, at the big league level. Um, I do think that uh, we're going to see him uh, back here soon. We, we have some things to still line up. There's so many things going on. We have this. We didn't know what was going to be going on with this Milwaukee game. Uh, the situation going to Detroit now and playing a two o'clock game tomorrow as a makeup game and then going into another series. We, we're going to take a second, sit down with Wes uh, and line some things up going forward. Obviously, we also have the Kenton news this week which affects, uh, you know, everyone kind of knows this already, but um, there's been a lot of things, uh, a lot of guys going in and out today. Charlie Barnes was optioned down, uh, uh, so we have a move. Um, there's, a, there's a lot to really factor in here, but we're going to sit down and figure this out, uh, and we, we're going to have plenty of guys to go out there and pitch. All right, Rocco mentioned the name Kent Maeda. We'll take a break, come back, and dive into that delicate topic and much more. Also talk about... September roster expansion, quite different now in 2021 than it has been in the past. And we'll get Rocco's take on that and much more coming up. It's Inside Twins brought to you by Killiber Root Beer. And we'll continue with our Sunday show next right here on your home for Minnesota Twins baseball. Inside Twins continues on a lovely Sunday here at Target Field. It's brought to you by Killiber Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with Rocco Baldelli. Uh, Kenta Maeda out right now, out for the rest of the season. He'll have surgery uh, on Wednesday down in Dallas. And Kenta is expecting, these were his words on Saturday, Rocco, he's expecting to have Tommy John surgery. Uh, are you thinking along those same lines? So, I, I, you know, I heard that he had said that. Um, 
I think the truth of the matter is we all know that that is a possibility. So he's going to go down and see Dr. Meister uh, in Dallas, and there's going to be a surgery. And Dr. Meister, with all of his expertise in many years, will take a look um, when he, uh, you know, when, when they go in and uh, make a final determination. And do I think uh, it's going to be the case? There's no way to really know. Do I think it's uh, very possible? Absolutely. And I know that there are, there are some other options um, besides Tommy John, some that maybe are going to be maybe less of a, of a lengthy rehab than Tommy John, but still a, a true rehab. Um, all that being said, I think on the mental side of things, I think that's probably a good way of approaching it, though, you know, knowing that this is truly a possibility, uh, knowing what goes into a Tommy John, uh, you know, situation. Um, and if it's not, that's great. We, we'll react to that and Kenta will be fine and he'll do whatever he needs to do. But I think mentally preparing for the Tommy John surgery, is not a bad approach. Does this impact your preparation for the pitching plans come 2022, though, no matter what? What happens and, and what uh, procedure is performed on Wednesday? I mean, it absolutely has to one way or the other. I mean, uh, uh, Kenta Maeda, um, we know what he's done for us, what he's capable of, what kind of pitcher he is and what he means to our club. Um, where he's going to be next year at this point, we actually have no idea. But we, we will know and we will know very soon um, what the, uh, you know, what the, you know, six to nine to 12 to 14, 16 months uh, coming up looks like, um, and and then we'll be able to line up the rest of our staff. Uh, and and you know we're looking at a lot of our young arms right now. We'll be able to see how a lot of these guys fit in. But the the Kenta piece specifically, um, instead of me kind of speculating at the moment, I, I say we we probably get through the surgery, see what the doctor says, and then we'll know a, a heck of a lot more very very soon. Yeah, the the young arms and two names come to mind. Two guys that the Twins acquired from Tampa Bay for Nelson Cruz, Joe Ryan, and also Drew Straubin. Both guys pitching uh, with the St. Paul Saints right now. Could they be in play uh, to pitch at some point in September for you? Yeah, I think they could be in play. Um, you know, the way that the that the roster is going to be set up this September, obviously very different uh, than September's uh, past. And um, with the 28-man uh, limit that we're going to be working with, it's going to affect a lot of the decisions that that we make. Um, you know, before you could just add a lot of names, but what we're what we're dealing with now is kind of looking at our guys on an individual basis. We probably do our transactions and manage our roster the way that we have uh, previously. The AAA team will continue to play. We will obviously be playing, and when we need to make a move, we'll make a move. Joe Ryan uh, has thrown the ball very, very well since returning from the Olympics. He came in. He's gotten settled in. Uh, he's he's made his starts. He's thrown the ball very well. Uh, he he looks great. Everything is is in line. Uh, he's a guy that we'll we'll probably be uh, you know talking about a lot and looking to as we get into September. Yeah, a couple of good points you brought up there. Normally, and you go back when I say normally, 2019, the minor league season ends around Labor Day, so September is done. And in the past, teams would bring up as many as they needed, wanted up to 40. That was the limit. Uh, but now that the minor league season will continue into September, so there is a cap at 28 now with the big league roster once you get to September, which is different from the past. So you could, it won't necessarily be the same names that are with you, right? Then the entire duration of September into October that you may add a guy here, but then he could be optioned back down. It may be more fluid than, we, than we've seen in the past. Yeah, I think it will be more fluid. And, you know, just kind of laying it out for everyone, 
Um, historically, in baseball, you get to September. Every organization handles this a little differently depending on where they're at and, and the way they want to do it. But you could look in a major league clubhouse in September and look around, and there's a parade of people everywhere. Every locker's taken. Uh, you got 30-some-odd guys, sometimes up to 40 guys that are active and, and uh, available. And, and, you know, you, you, the game starts, and there's pitching move after pitching move after pitching move because there's just so many players available. Um, and the, the teams that are uh, competing especially will just take advantage of every one of those possible moves. You know, multiple pinch runners and multiple defensive replacements, and there's so much going on. It almost didn't feel like baseball, and we did this for a very, very long time, uh, and it affected the way the game was being played in a big, big way. We're not going to see that anymore. It's just it's all gone. Uh, I think um, the integrity of the game, you know, what, however we want to, uh, say that or talk about that, it's going to be more like the baseball that we know going forward. So um, we'll just do everything that uh, everything we've seen to this point. We'll continue to do it when we need to make a move, when we need some coverage in the bullpen, when we need to bring up a starter, uh, we'll do it. And we'll we'll be able to just uh, react and make transactions the way that we know how to do it. But, um, you know, with that comes some of the young players that did get some opportunities. And uh, we used to be able to just bring them up and maybe play them a couple of times a week. We may not be able to do those types of things uh, the way we've done them before, but we still might see some of those young players anyway, bring them up, get them some at-bats, get them some innings, and get them some exposure to the big league level. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but just based on tone, it sounds like you're more of a fan of this model, that there is a cap, that it's going to be 28 against 28 as opposed to you know 35 against you know, 31, because uh, not every team operated the same. So are you more in favor of having a cap like we'll have in September? So, you know, like always play both sides of this thing. Overall, I am in favor of what we're doing now. Uh, I think it works a lot better in so many different ways. But uh, I do think that there were some young players that would get probably a few more opportunities at the major league level. And I do think that's important. I do think that that exposure and experience and uh, just getting here so when you do come, when it, when it maybe matters more, um, you're, you're more prepared for it. So I, I wish that there were some, still some of those opportunities for the young guys uh, to come and see some things. But I do think the way the game is played, uh, teams that are competing, integrity of the game uh, discussion, I do think what we're doing now works better. All right, we'll take our final break, come back, and wrap up our Sunday show. It's Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, We'll come back with one last segment next on your home for Minnesota Twins baseball. Final segment of Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back to wrap things up with Rocco Baldelli. Jorge Polanco had another great game last night. Rocco, he joined us on the postgame show. Define his season. Uh, April was, was not good, was not good for him, not good for many, but since May he's been amazing. He has. Overall, he's had a fantastic, uh, uh, you know, overall performance for us. Um, he, he does a lot for us. Uh, he's a very he's a very stable uh, individual. Um, he's kind of, you know, I, I think I've described him as, as kind of the, of a rock of a, of a player and, and teammate. Um, he just continually just shows up, uh, works hard every day, gets whatever he needs to get done, done. Uh, and then when he's been on the field, he's, he's, he's just been excellent. And he's really taken a second base. Um, he's become a good second baseman defensively. 
He's a good athlete. He runs the base as well. But at the plate, he's he swung the bat from both sides very, very well this year. He's he's kind of, uh, I think, you know, one, gotten healthy, um, you know, dealt with that ankle uh, that bothered him for so long. Um, and, and he's returned to that that all-star caliber player that, that he was for us in, in 19. He's shown so much ability that, honestly, there's no limit to what he can do. I think he's just a very talented uh, young man, but he he works hard and puts himself in position to have all the success. I, I couldn't be happier for him too. Just a wonderful individual. And the plan for Jorge defensively was to get the bulk of the reps at second base, and that's happened. He'll still spell Angelton from time to time. It's short, but moving forward, 2022 and beyond, do you like Polanco more at second base than short? Well, I think this is it's a little bit more of a, a complicated discussion because there are a lot of times in this game at the major league level where you can't necessarily just put everybody at the position that they play the best. And I wish you could. I wish that was the case. But you have to kind of react to what uh, your team looks like, what other people can do. And sometimes you have to play people maybe at at a spot that maybe their second best spot. Um, with Polo, I think the way he's taken to second base um, I, I think it's very, I, I think it's obvious. Maybe it, I think it is to me. Second base is his best spot on the field. I think it, his skill set plays over there very, very well. Uh, I think, you know, as he's gotten more comfortable there too, his timing, his footwork, everything, it just plays very well. Uh, he's fit to play that spot. Um, is there a chance he may end up back over at shortstop at this point uh, next year? Is that a possibility? anything's a possibility. He's done it before. So I do think that it's uh, something that we'll probably end up having to talk about. Uh, we're, we have a lot of things to figure out going into next year. I can't say anything for certain. Um, we have to get better. We have to find better fits. We have to find ways to, to, to win more ball games. And, and with that, um, you know, I can't make any firm statements on exactly where Jorge will be playing. But the way he's taken a second base, uh, it, it makes me feel really, really good about the one, the decision, uh, and then how he's reacted to it and how he's prepared himself every day to play the position. You know, Rock, as we uh, wrap up your show, have about three minutes left. Um, I want to go back to the beginning of August. Uh, you were on with Chris Atterbury during a pregame conversation. You mentioned that the, that we as a staff were going to start having some more individual meetings with guys about what has happened, what will happen moving forward. And the topic of meetings, even Jorge Polanco brought this up to us yesterday after the game, there have been a bit more meetings. Uh, I'm not asking you to reveal team secrets here, but the, the driving reason behind having more meetings this year than you've done in the past, is it simply because of the lack of wins? Did that drive to get together more than, than you did in the past? Uh, I think more than anything else, Corey, it has to do with um, the makeup of our club uh, where we're at, but but also um, not taking anything for granted. Uh, in baseball, there's we play every day, so it's not like we have practice days. It's not like we have days where we just do film or video or all you know, like in other sports. So uh, what we have to do is is find ways to learn um, from the positive things we do, but also from the the negative things that we do, and sit down and actually walk through them and talk about them, especially with the youth. When you look around at our group. Uh, we have a lot of guys that are still learning in a lot of different ways and in big, big ways um, and are at the very beginnings uh, of their careers. So what we do is we're actually taking some time uh, a, a couple of times a week to sit down uh, and have a different discussion, a, a group discussion. 
They don't go on forever. They're not 30 or 45 minutes long, but we take 15 minutes. Uh, we have someone prepare on a particular topic. Um, and then we sit down with our players. We try to get the players involved in the conversation, young and old. But, you know, our guys will step up and, and share something. Um, but, you know, as we walk through these things, talk through them, talk about what happened in the game last night or last week uh, and, and, and explain and take uh, get different perspectives on it. I think it can really help our guys going forward. The more we talk about the game, uh, the more we're going to be prepared and, and the more we, we think going forward about all of these different things that we deal with every day. I think it's become very valuable and I think we're going to continue to do it. Final 75 seconds. Can you specify one example with a player? you know, driving a discussion, maybe that player and what the topic was about? Yeah, I'm not actually in all of these, and I intentionally am not in, in these uh, discussions, so I, it's going to be hard for me to uh, cite all the specific examples. But I will tell you this, um, Josh Donaldson actually did prepare uh, for yesterday's ball talk session that we had with our group, um, and it was his was more of a, uh, a team-building kind of growth uh, example. He, he had a little movie clip that he actually prepared, brought it in, played for the group, and then and then talked about how it applies to uh, getting ready for a Major League Baseball game and getting ready to have success in this game. Um, that's one thing that we did, but also it, it could be very different. Um, uh, Coach Nate Dahman actually uh, prepared one of the first sessions, and his was a rules-based session, talking about some of the, the finer um, obstruction and other rules that some of our players, they may not know all of these different rules. They're, they're not all straightforward. They're, they're sometimes complicated, um, but actually taking the time to slow it down, show them what it looks like, show them what to do if it happens in the game, and then they've seen it you know, at least one more time, and if it helped one guy, it was definitely worth it. Hey, Rock, thanks for the time. Enjoy the conversation. Good luck today. Thank you, Corey. That's Rocco Baldelli. Stay tuned. More to come on your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.